Hey there, my name is Mei Ling. I'm a certified life coach and trauma trained practitioner. And welcome to my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 8 of season 4. Sometimes just the thought of it, just saying it out loud, I'm still incredulous that nearly four seasons out. (laughs) And you can see me right now, but I'm literally giving myself a pat on the back because kudos to me. (laughs) I'm totally celebrating this win. But back to the show. So for today's episode eight, the letter S is bringing you the topic of self-integrity. So I believe on an earlier season, I mentioned how integrity comes from the root word integer, which means whole, a whole number, if you've ever studied math. In terms of us, our behavior, how do we show up? Are we hiding or concealing a part of ourselves? Are we wearing a mask? Are we not showing up and playing full out? Are we not sticking to our word even though we might say it out loud? So basically, one part doesn't seem to match or align with another part. There seems to be an inner and an outer and they are not entirely the same. It's a bit different. That is what it means to be out of integrity, out of alignment. So how should we look and approach self-integrity without beating ourselves up? But look at it through lens or filters or approaches or a perspective or through a framework that can help us become more integral to ourselves. Now, I'm going to talk about the concept of the four pillars of integrity. Pillar number one, it's taking responsibility, taking ownership. So if I asked you why you have the current results that you have in your life right now, So maybe your team is underperforming. Maybe you are not participating and going through the trades that you want to do. Maybe you haven't followed through in your training for that marathon. And if I ask you why and you reply, because of the weather, because I wasn't feeling well, because of this person, because of this circumstance, you are basically pointing the finger at everything else except yourself. So you are not taking any responsibility which also means that you have no power and you have no control over the next result that you're going to get because there's always something else external to you that could go wrong. However, when you flip it and you go, right, I'm taking responsibility. So once you've taken that first step, admitting to yourself, taking ownership, now you can do something about it. So you can start looking at the problem and thinking, how am I going to solve this? How am I going to improve this? What can I look at now? What statistics, what numbers, what data, what information is there right in front of me right now that I can start tweaking things and start taking steps forward and making damn sure that I'm not going to repeat the same underperforming results as before. So this is what it's like when you take radical responsibility and extreme ownership for your own results. And the thing is, the first time round, it's never going to be perfect. You certainly, as a toddler, did not try to stand for the very first time and walk 10 paces to your parents. <laughs> we stand up, we wobble, we take a few shaky steps, 
and we plop down on our butts. This is what happens and we repeat it again and again and again before one day we're like, oh, look at this, we made it. And everybody around you, all the adults seem to be cheering and videos and phones are out to record the moment, you know? (laughs) But it takes time. It takes lots of plops on your butt. It takes lots of falling down before you get there. It takes practice. Now, the thing is, you want to course correct. It's kind of like the golfer. It's kind of rare to get a birdie, to get a hole in one. You kind of go, okay, let me hit it here. Oh, it's gone a bit further, but maybe it's a little bit far to the right. Now let me cost correct it and move it to where it should go instead. And you move it bit by bit. This is what it's like for every practice that you do. You don't expect to get it right the first time. If you do, hey, bonus. And then you try to repeat it and see you can replicate the results again. If not, then maybe that was just luck. But you want to find a way that you can replicate the same results again and again. Now, the second pillar of self-integrity is, am I willing to feel my feelings? This is what I alluded to earlier when I talk about hiding, concealing a part of yourself, wearing a mask. You are not being true. It's like one of those times, you know, when you meet a person for the first time and their smile doesn't seem to quite reach their eyes. And their handshake seems a bit lackluster. And then you see that, oh, but their smile and their handshake is totally different when, let's say, they meet the CEO of the company. (laughs) So basically, this person doesn't feel genuine. It's not presenting their genuine selves to you. And so you yourself need to ask the question, am I genuine and authentic? Now, of course, we can't be that all the time. And in fact, most of us are such good actors and actresses most of the time. From the moment you step out of your home, you can be an actor or an actress. You present a certain way to the world that you choose to present. You are self-conscious. This is what we do on social media, right? Only little kids can be totally themselves. You know that TV show, Kids Say the Damnest Things? It's true because they are not filtering themselves. They are being so integral and so fully present. They are not trying to hide or conceal a part of themselves. They're not trying to filter or censor what they're saying. They just say what they feel like saying. And that honesty is so refreshing. Now, when it comes to feelings, are you trying to avoid it because it feels uncomfortable? Anger, frustration, jealousy, envy, greed. And if you feel like, oh, this doesn't feel good, I'm just going to put it aside. Or I'm just going to take something like alcohol, I'm going to smoke a cigarette and smoke weed because I feel so anxious, I don't like the feeling of anxiety maybe, and I just want it to go away. And then you start taking an external substance to help you get rid or dampen or buffer the feeling instead of processing it. Now, if you are actually integral with yourself and you decide to be present with that feeling and that sensation, and let's say you feel stressed and there's a lot of anger rising up in you, you might feel a lot of tension across the back of your neck, in your hands, in your wrists, you know, your fists might be clenched. If you start thinking, oh, I'm feeling anger, I want to punch the wall. 
My fingers are so tense. My hands, my fists are clenched. And then your mind concentrates on that part, those areas of your body. When you focus your mind onto your body and the sensations, they will actually dissipate much quicker. Much quicker than the thoughts and stories that run in your head of why you think others or a thing or a circumstance caused your anger. Because let me tell you this, you are the cause of your own experience. Not others, not the circumstance, but you. What you thought to yourself and what stories you told yourself. So if you learn how to process the emotion, it goes by a lot quicker. And guess what? You won't be thinking about this when you go to bed at night. Your brain won't be churning and you won't be spinning out and you won't have this leftover residual icky feeling of, ugh, I'm trying to avoid it. Ugh, I don't want to see this person. You will actually feel so much better and freer and lighter. Now, the third pillar of integrity is you not being truly yourself. So you want to say something, you've thought of something, but you hold yourself back. Maybe you've got an idea, but you're afraid of bringing it up during a board meeting in front of the CEO. Maybe you think, who am I? I'm the junior engineer here. Who am I to speak out loud? Or you've got a brilliant idea and it takes work. And maybe you're trying to build your own business, but you're like, hmm, none of my family have done it. My parents have been employees their entire lives. Who am I to think that I can do this? And then you don't even try. So you're withholding something. And let me tell you this, my friends, it takes a lot of energy to hold back. Our human nature, our human spirit wants to burst forth and burst through, kind of little excited children on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, when we see the presents under our tree, we are like, <gasps> our hair is unkempt, we haven't brushed our teeth, we are still in pyjamas, we still got sleep in our eyes, but you are rushing down the stairs to the tree because we can't wait to rip off the wrapping paper of the presents. We are a force of nature. And our feelings and our thoughts are a force of nature too. So if you hold yourself back each time, if you are discounting yourself at each time, you are basically devaluing yourself. You're making yourself smaller and smaller. And that's where the phrase playing small comes from. You do not put any importance or any priority on yourself and what you have to say. And that is a mistake. We are creative. We have imaginations. We can dream. This is what humans have as an advantage. We can dream and imagine things and then set about thinking about how to make them and actually create them and make them a reality in our world. Because we dream. We dream about helicopters. We dream about planes that fly. We dream about spaceships. We dream about trains. We dream about skyscrapers and then we make things happen. <laughs> it may take multiple tries, but we make things happen. So don't hold yourself back. Pillar number four, you need to stick to your word. The moment you make a decision, the moment you say things out loud, when you tell your friend, okay, I'm going to be there at 3.30 p.m., you turn up. And I know since the advent of smartphones, <laughs> in the olden days when my dad had an appointment, there would be a pager, he had to find a payphone, 
And when people left their house and they said, I'm going to meet you at this time, they stuck to their word and they met up because there was no way they could tell each other that, hey, I'm running late. (laughs) But now with smartphones, right, people may not stick to their word. They might turn up late. But think about this. You are not saying what you're doing. It's not just affecting you, it's affecting others. But when it comes to self-integrity, your brain is listening. Your mind, your eyes, your behavior, you know inside that you are not carrying out and following through to your word. And by not having this integrity, it chips away at you and eats you from the inside and your self-esteem would start to reduce. So if you feel that you have low self-esteem, you need to start setting challenges to yourselves. And it doesn't have to be big. Just little goals. Can I do this? Can I do 11 push-ups instead of 10? Can I walk just that much further? Can I do just one more thing to blow my own mind? Once you prove to yourself your brain has confirmation bias, your self-esteem will grow. But if you constantly, again and again, don't follow through on your word, This is when your self-esteem and your self-integrity drops. Now, basically, these pillars of integrity, how you see yourself, is part of your self-identity, your self-image. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as somebody who always says what they mean and mean what they say? Do you see yourself as a person that follows through on their word? How does your spouse How do your friends, how do your colleagues, how does your boss talk about you? Oh, this person is totally reliable, you can count on them. Or it's like, "Mm, you know what, I probably won't give the highest recommendation. Think about how you want to present, how you want to show up to be your fullest self, authentic, feeling like the only person who needs to like me is me. And I need to show up fully so that when I go to sleep at night, I can sleep soundly. Things are not churning in my head and I'm not thinking, oh, I should have, I could have, I need to. If only those words are just so toxic to your brain and toxic to your system. They eat you up from the inside. So my friends, self-integrity, self-love, self-identity, self-worth, self-esteem. These are not little islands all separate by themselves. They are all intertwined. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So I hope you've taken some notes. If not, I want you to rewind this episode and listen carefully. And I want you to take a very honest, real look at the four pillars of integrity and how they apply in your life. Think about areas that you know that you want to improve. Even things that are out of your comfort zone, like am I willing to feel my feelings, for example. Once you learn that skill, everything, all your dreams are on the other side and totally available to you. But these are the things, these are your challenges that you need to go through. But once you've got these four pillars, super stable and super solid, nothing is impossible for you, my friends. I hope you found this episode useful and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!